First and foremost, I acknowledge the traditional owners of the land upon which we, myself, and my guests record today's podcast. I extend respect and gratitude to the elders past, present, and emerging of those nations, and to all Aboriginal peoples listening today. Always was, always will be. Welcome, I'm Timberlina, and you are listening to Yas Queen, the podcast where we talk about everything without knowing anything about everything. This is episode four and our first queer chat. We were doing these types of episodes here, there, and everywhere. This episode, I'll be joined by Orlando Gloom. Orlando is a Newcastle-based drug artist. They are passionate about the LGBTQIA plus education and advocacy, particularly about trans rights. They love to perform and entertain people and spread the message that drag is for everyone. We talk everything about Newcastle drag scene, gender, and everything in between. So, here we go. Welcome to Yes Queen, the podcast. I am Timberlina, and today I am joined by Orlando Gloom. Welcome. Hello. Um, could you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, so I am a Newcastle-based drag performer, drag king, drag creature. Um, my pronouns are they, them, or he, him, both in and out of drag. Uh, I'm a non-binary trans person. Uh, and yeah, I, I love drag performance and I love helping educate people about trans, trans rights and trans issues. And yeah, very happy to be here. Yeah, thank you. So can you tell me where the name Orlando Gloom came from? So, yes, a few different uh, influences with that. Obviously, there is a pun for Orlando Bloom and Orlando Gloom. I thought that would be funny. Um, And Gloom does definitely refer to sort of that gothic part of my style that that I have as well. But the name Orlando... um, also, it's my chosen name out of drag, um, my first name. Um, and that came from, if people know, there's there's a movie called Orlando from back in the early 90s that starred Tilda Swinton. Um, and it was an adaptation of um, a Virginia Woolf novel. And it, essentially, this, this film changed my life. We studied it um, back in extension English in high school. And I was just mesmerised by Tilda Swinton, first of all, because she's fabulous. But the character Orlando in this film, you know, it, it addresses um, these topics of identity, gender, sex, all of that sort of stuff. Um, highly recommend it. It's it's a really it, it'll make you think, and and it's visually beautiful, like the cinematography, the costumes, everything. You'll understand why. Yeah. <laughs> Um, if, if you know me even a little bit, uh, why I decided to choose that name. Yeah. I'm going to have to watch that. I haven't never You, you should. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm excited now. Yeah. And uh, hopefully it all just like clicks. I'm like, ah, yes. It yeah. all makes sense now. <laughs> um, I'm going to go off of topic a little bit. Where'd you grow up? So I grew up in a fairly small uh, town in northern New South Wales called Armadale. Uh, it's about two, two and a half hours from Tamworth. Yep. thereabouts um and yeah i come from a very big family um that that particular area unfortunately you know 
that's Barnaby Joyce's seat. Uh -huh. <laughs> so it's a bit of a conservative area, um, but it was a nice place to grow up. Um, I, I did have some really lovely friends growing up in school, but it also, it wasn't easy. Um, gradually realizing more about myself as I got older and thinking, okay, I'm definitely not straight. <laughs> and then a bit, a bit later on, sort of when I had the language to describe it, it's like, well, I'm definitely not cisgender either. It's like, oh dear, like, yeah. This, it, yeah it, going through my teenage years, there wasn't the most fun, um, but I got through it. And luckily my family uh, have, have been very, very supportive. Mum and dad initially, like, it was hard for them to grasp the whole trans thing, I think more than anything. Yeah. Um, because back then we didn't have the terminology for it, like the, the language to actually express things properly. Um, but they, they're super supportive now, which, so I'm incredibly lucky in that regard. Yeah, and because I grew up in a small country town also, mm -hmm. um, and I feel like everyone has known from day dot that I am gay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's not <laughs> obvious. <laughs> um, and like I have a very supportive family um, and I feel like it makes it a lot easier and that's why I say on this podcast if you are going through anything that you can reach out to myself or any person that I interview because we are here to help and we if you have any questions no question is strange or bad or anything like that we're totally open so I just want to make that very clear right now right here um okay let's go back into drag stuff yeah that's what we love doing, that's why we do it. Um, how long have you been performing and what made you start doing it? So I started performing last year. Um, so my first ever performance was for Drag Off, the, the competition that you- Oh, wow, well, in August. Yes, in yes, August, August 2019, year. yeah. Yes, that's right. And prior to that, um, my first time actually going out in drag was for the April blush um, that I went along to. Um, was that still at 48 Watt Street? It was. Yeah. Yeah, so. at 48 Watt Street. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I decided because for quite a few years before that, I had wanted to get into drag, but I didn't know where to start. And then coming to Newcastle and, you know, meeting more people in the community gradually, um, I then saw, oh, wow, we've got, we've got this local event where they're a drag performers, oh my God. And I thought, you know, this is a good opportunity to just go along to one of these events, dressed up, see how I feel. Yeah. And I felt amazing. I was like, yes, I definitely want to do this. And then I saw your little advertisements for Drag Off and I thought, you know what, screw it. I'm going to sign up and bite the bullet and do something that's a bit scary. But, uh, you know, I'm so happy that I did because I absolutely love drag. It's it's such a wonderful creative outlet. I've met so many people in the community. Like you're you're all fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm sure they all listen to the podcast. So. <laughs> yeah, they well they should be. <laughs> <laughs> um, that probably brings me up to one of the questions that we got sent in via Instagram. Yeah. Um, somebody has asked, "How does one join the Blush family? How did you join the Blush family?" Well, um, obviously drag off was that, but uh, 
Timberlina has a website where you can go and you can sign up. So I believe it's soblush.com.au. Yeah. And um, yeah, if you scroll down to where it's, there's a, a little um, banner that says join the blush stage or something along those lines. Yep. Click on that and it will have the information there. You can, you can fill all of that out and send in an application essentially. And um, yeah then if you get selected, you, you get emailed at, with all the details and off you go. And yeah, it's very, I think for me, it's very, I'm a very organized person. So <laughs> it's very like straightforward, just jump on, apply. Um, and we are very, very friendly. Um, so jump on, we are changing how Blush Newcastle is going mm. forward. Um, it is um, an audition process now because there is so many drag performers in Newcastle, which is amazing. It like is. I never thought I'd ever have to audition for a show, which is so great. So yeah. jump online, reach out to me. We can discuss all of that stuff as well. But mm. how do you describe your drag and what inspires you mm. to do drag? Okay, so my drag, I guess, it's very much, there's a gothic element to it, absolutely, because out of drag, I am sort of gothic alternative a lot of the time with my style, although I am currently, you know, a potato <laughs> in my tracky dacks and all of that, but we like to be comfortable. We're not filming YouTube. <laughs> um, yeah, there's definitely a gothic element to it, um, and that gender-bending sort of side of, of playing with gender sort of poking at it and trying to challenge people a bit with with their preconceptions about about things um, but you know I really want to explore lots of different things with my drag um, you know I think at the last blush um, the February one that we did you know I had three different outfits that I did I had my sexy sort of gothic pirate yes. <laughs> one um, and then you know I have my mirror ball suit with my white go-go boots yeah. you know I sort of psychedelic outfit. I know it's great <laughs> I want more bodysuits now um, and then the third one I had like a harlequin style business suit almost like very bright colors you know so I really love experimenting with things I think um, what did I say for one of my Instagram posts? It's sort of like, I'm what you get if you, if um, Vince Moore and old Greg from the Mighty Boosh had a love child with David Bowie. It's like, that's kind of what you get. With I can see it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it fits. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I, I like to do lots of different things and I want to experiment more in the future. I think that, you know, I technically class myself as a drag king or a drag creature somewhere in there but you know that doesn't mean that I'm not going to do things that are you know big quotation marks feminine I think that a lot of what I do I have a very feminine sort of presence with certain things but the character that I'm portraying is is male sort of or more on the male side yeah yeah again gender and, and uh, performance and stuff, it, it gets a little confusing. And I understand that for people. <laughs> but that's why I'm just like, I call it performance art. Yes. I'm a performance, performance, performance artist. Yes. Um, Cause like some days, like I could feel like a queen, but like mm. the next day I might feel like a princess. Yes. And then the next day I feel like a homeless person on the yes. street. So like, <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing anymore. <laughs> so exactly. I think, yeah, and I agree. I'm I'm sort of the same. It's like I don't want to limit myself to one little box. Yeah. I want to just be like, okay, I'm doing this particular thing at the moment, but 
the next day I might be doing something totally different and I just want to keep those options open to just explore and create. I mean, that's the best thing about drawing is because you, you can do that. Yeah. And you're allowed to do that. Yep. Like if someone ever said to you, you're a drag queen, you can only do drag queen stuff. Mm. Please walk away from them. That's, that's <laughs> right. And yeah, to anybody who's listening, if anyone tells you that and says either that your drag isn't valid for whatever reason, or yeah, that you can only do certain things, it's like, yeah, walk away from that person. They're, they're not, you know, they're closed-minded. You don't need to be listening to them. It's like drag can be what ever you want it to be like any kind of style any sort of message that you're putting out you know some some performers are really like so good with comedy some are amazing like musicians as well singing live some you know have a political message that they bring to things some have a combination of all of those things like it's whatever you want it to be yeah uh, 100% all drag is valid, I believe, is mm -hmm. the right statement that we use here in Newcastle and yep. everyone should use it. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I think your drag is amazing. Oh. Um, <laughs> so keep doing it. Keep breaking barriers. I think like the more barriers that we can break down when we're mm -hmm. doing drag is like the best thing because then people can't be like, oh, what was that? I'm just like, that was art. You're just literally yeah. watching moving art on stage. Yeah. That's what we're doing. Um, which is really, this is a really probably... This week is very topical, I believe. Oh, yes. What's your thoughts on RuPaul's Drag Race? <laughs> oh, my. <clears throat> well, <laughs> this is a complicated one, isn't it? Oh, so, yes, things that have happened in the last week, it's very unfortunate. Um, but I think just from a more general standpoint, I can appreciate the show um, and I have... Um, for many years, I appreciate it as far as discovering new artists and being like, oh, wow, that performer's really interesting. Like, they've got a really cool style. They're bringing something that I haven't encountered before or I think they're really funny, you know. I love it in that way because I get to, to see the, the variety of people that come on that show. But on the flip side of that, unfortunately, is that they're still only showcasing certain types of performers you know they they only put up drag queens and only people assigned male at birth so in in their eyes for that show they still seem to have this view of okay only basically cis gay men can do drag and you have to be a queen to do it but so many of the performers that have actually been on the show have subsequently come out as trans women as non-binary people like you think of obviously Peppermint and Sonique, uh, amazing performers. They're trans women, they're fabulous. You've got people like Jinx Monsoon, Sasha Velour, Courtney Act, our, our fellow Australian, yes. uh, who are non-binary, you know, and their drag isn't any less valid. Um, they're all incredible. Um, but I think that the show, you know, has been going on so long and they still haven't, um, acknowledge that people who are assigned female at birth can also do drag and are fucking killing it. Like you, there are so many amazing performers out there who, who happen to be assigned female at birth, whether they are cis women, whether they are trans men, whether they're non-binary like myself, you know, um, we have so much to offer and it's a shame that the show doesn't seem to 
want to showcase that. Like, yeah. Or appreciate it, I guess. Exactly. Um, yeah, because seriously, if, if any of you listening don't realise that, you know, women can do drag or non-cis men can do drag, there are a wealth of people. If you go onto Instagram or Google them, Landon Sider is an amazing drag king over in the States. You've got Sexy Galaxy here in Australia. There's Hugo Girl over in New Zealand. And, you know, again, I could go on. It would take forever. I'm not going to go and list absolutely everyone, but please go and search. Go and search. And explore. Get really deep, I think. Um, like, I've performed with Sexy Galaxy. Mm. Uh, amazing <laughs> like we did this thing at central coast high which i think is called coastal twist um mm -hmm. so if anyone's on the central coast make sure you get to that it's gonna be annually now which is really oh, good Oh wow um i hosted the the drag hour mm -hmm. i'm doing like quotation marks <laughs> um it was called drag hour and i got to like host the main stage mm -hmm. and it was so fun and they were a part of it and then one of the performers hadn't turned up yet oh. so i had to come on and like wing this whole thing Learn how to win stuff. That's my biggest thing. Mm. Um, stuff can go pear shape and you have to get on stage and just dribble shit pretty much. <laughs> um, and then we ended up doing an improv performance together. Oh, wow. It was the most amazing thing I've ever done in my entire life. And then I reconnected with them at Mardi Gras this year. Ooh. I saw the photos of, of Sets of Galaxy. Such an amazing costume. Like that silver one. Yeah. For the... Was it for the Amy float? I can't um, remember. Uh, Broken Heel float. The Broken sponsored Heel. Sponsored by Amy, yeah. Mm. Um, they're out there. And Freddie Merkin. Oh, I have heard of that performer, yes. That's such a good name. So, yeah. <laughs> so I got to meet both of them, or reconnect with Sexy, and then um, Freddie Merkin I got to meet for the first time. Amazing performer. Mm -hmm. So check them out. But go exploring. I think that's the best thing with the drag. And, like, yeah. you actually get to learn a lot about drag, I think, when you get in the depths of Facebook and Instagram mm. and get to see people, how people do their looks and stuff like that. Like we have a lot of alternate, I would say, performers here in Newcastle. Is that the right word, alternate? Yeah, alternate, alternative. Performers like, and I think it's so amazing because we are putting our name on the map when it comes to the drag world, mm. um, I believe, because yeah. people are like, ah, that person, that person, that person, that person. There's way too many to yeah. rattle off right now. Yeah. I'll have to bring up my spreadsheet. Um, <laughs> I believe, like, since I've started doing blush, mm. I've had 35 performers hit my stage. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, like, mainly Newcastle-based. I think we've had, like, three Sydney mm. performers. Yeah. So it's... It's, it's really wonderful. Yeah. I think it's really cool. But... <laughs> I feel like we're going to get into the depths of stuff now because you, we did just hear you talk about trans and non-binary mm. and all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. So let's kind of break it down for people that have no idea sure. what, if, if you're okay with I, that. I will try my best. <laughs> I mean, many people also get confused by drag and often believe, for example, that drag queens are the same as trans women. Mm -hmm. Coming from a trans perspective... Can you help to clarify and explain the difference between trans mm -hmm. and a drag performer? Okay, yes, getting into the nitty-gritty with all of this. So, yeah, it, it can be very confusing. And I think you'd mentioned in previous um, podcast episodes as well that people often come up to you and, and ask you that question of, oh, so do you want to be a woman sort of thing? And it's so the short answer for this is, 
being trans and being a drag performer, they are two different things. Sometimes someone who is a drag performer can be trans, um, but not always. It's Drag performance is just that. It's, it's performance art. It can be, yeah, it's an artistic form. Uh, it can be, you know, a full-time job for some people, um, that sort of thing. Whereas being trans is part of your actual core identity. So I suppose breaking down the terminology completely, the word transgender, so that prefix trans, which you, you see in other words like, you know, transatlantic and things like that, trans just means across or between, essentially. So it means, so someone who is transgender is someone who is born and then they're assigned a certain gender at birth. But as they're growing up, they realize, okay, that, that gender that I was assigned, it doesn't match how I feel. So yeah, it's, yeah, when the, your actual identity doesn't match that assigned gender, that's what, what a transgender person experiences. Uh, in comparison to the opposite of that, a cisgender person, so that prefix, prefix rather, I can't talk today, prefix, cis, which is spelled C-I-S, um, that just means on the same side as. So yeah, that is for any person who is born, they're assigned a gender, and as they grow up, they realise, yep, that assigned gender matches how I feel. So yeah, the difference between cis and trans in that way. Cis, it's not a slur, it's not an insult, it's, they're, they're both scientific words and trans, if you, if you look into, I think, chemistry and other things, they're used all the time to talk about um, different, um, like, molecular bonds and things like that. Like, you can Google it. Gosh, <laughs> I'm not I, am, it I am now lost. We brought <laughs> science into it. I have no idea what we're talking about. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, so, so that's, yeah, the difference between cisgender and transgender. I hope that made sense. I I did. So I'm just going to probably like explain. So how I identify, mm. I am a cis male mm -hmm. and I am gay. Yep. Is yeah. that the right way to say that? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. A cis gay male. Yeah. So, so cis referring to your gender. So I was assigned male and, and I identify as male. Yep. Exactly. And I like males. Mm. I'm single. <laughs> yeah. Hit up Timberlina. <laughs> Timberlina's lonely. <laughs> I am also single. Hit me up. Yes, um, go on. <laughs> um, yes. So, so Timberlina is a cis gay man. So cis is the gender identity, gay, the sexuality. So two different things. Uh, on my end of things, so I am trans, and more specifically in that I am non-binary. Um, so you can have binary trans people, so either trans men or trans women, and then non-binary people who are sort of more in the middle somewhere or outside of a concept of sort of two options. Um, yeah, so I'm a non-binary trans person, and I generally say that I'm pansexual or bisexual or queer. Like, I, I don't mind any of those labels. It's sort of if I like somebody, it doesn't matter to me what, what gender they are. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like you, I've met more and more people that are pansexual. Mm. 
yeah um, or queer or whatever you want to call it which is amazing yeah and i believe that like if you because i know i've been meeting a lot of people now that i mm. do a lot of shows and they're just like i don't know how i feel i'm just like <laughs> Do you? Exactly. As long as you wake up and you're happy, mm -hmm. that is the main thing. Yep. I think. Exactly. And I think, you know, that's what part of the Q in LGBTQIA plus stands for. It's not just queer, it's questioning. So if, if you're still not sure about things, that's fine. And it's important not to rush things. Like take whatever time you need to try and figure yourself out. It took me a long time. Like, just putting it out there. Like I'm, I'm 31 years old. I'm turning 32 this year. And yeah, my twenties were, you know, a confusing time of just trying to figure myself out. Like, you know, we all get where we need to go eventually. Just be kind to yourselves. That's, that's often what I say to people. And I think that's really strong is be kind to yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, and I guess if you are stuck, again, reach out to people. Yes, absolutely. Um, like, yeah, and yeah, get in touch with Timberlina, get in touch with me if you've got questions or if you're having a rough day and you need some guidance, like I'm, I'm there, you know. Yeah, and I guess that's really important with um, how they're feeling mentally and all that. But also, if you're looking for a mentor when you're mm. starting drag, yeah. Um, don't come to me. <laughs> <laughs> I can put you into touch with some amazing performers. Mm. Um, I always get like, oh, you're the drag mum of Newcastle. I was like, no, nah, I'm just like the drunk auntie. <laughs> <laughs> that has like all these amazing ideas. And I'm like the weird uncle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So like I had this inquiry because we're doing drag off again this mm. year in August 2020. Um, and I'm starting to get all the people applying and stuff yeah. like that. And I had somebody just flick me an email and they're like, I really want to do it, but I just don't know how to do it. Mm. And I was like, and it was a drag king. Right. So I got very excited about this. I get yeah. very excited when a drag king pops into my inbox mm. and I was like, reach out to all these people. Yes. <laughs> You're on the list. Excellent. Good. <laughs> the crazy weird uncle was on there. <laughs> yes. Um, I would actually see you as a really cool drag dad. Oh, I mean, I'm still such a, a baby performer at this stage. Like, you know, I've only been doing it since last year. So I still have so much to learn. But, you know, I'm obviously here to, you know, give advice to people if it's something that I know about. Like, I'm still figuring it out myself. I think one of the other things that I always say is with anything, you never stop learning. So it's, it's a constant learning process. A hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, you're going, yeah, I, I learned heaps today. Um, also when you're a dancer, uh, make sure you like stretch. Oh, very I, good. I had a massage today and my massage therapist was like, I don't know how you're still walking. And I'm like, no, thanks. <laughs> um, but I believe, cause you're part of House of Woo. I am. Yes. Yeah. So that's like a local drag house. Yeah. Can you like explain <laughs> what a house is for the people that are like, I don't understand, do you all live together? It's like, <laughs> no, it's not the Big Brother house. No, <laughs> um, I guess people um, within a community or I guess some houses, depending on, um, on the people, they might be more long distance, who knows? But essentially people with, you know, 
similar interests and and who just get along, I guess, and want to support each other, sometimes band together like that and call themselves a, a, a drag house, yeah. basically. But um, I think that, you know, they started, the way that that sort of started in sort of drag culture was because, unfortunately, some people would come from um, families where they weren't supported for being gay or, or trans or whatever. And so your queer community becomes your family. Yeah. And so that those, I, I think that that's probably where that originated from. Yeah. Um, I also think it came for the underground scene. Yeah. As well, a bit of Vogue. Oh yes, the, I think they the ballroom houses. scene. Yes. Yeah, I feel like they had houses as well. Yes. But I feel like that's more competitive mm. houses than yeah. how we see houses today. We Mm-hmm. their houses today are more into like supporting growing yeah. nurturing you're lucky to have like mm. a parent in your I house am. of blue yeah. yeah i i am i consider myself incredibly lucky like if you had told me a year ago two years ago that i would be doing drag and would be part of such an amazing community part of a drag house i would have I would have looked at you like you were insane. Um, again, I, you know, it took me a long time to accept myself and to come out of some very dark experiences. So I think, you know, where I am now, I'm so thankful. And, you know, having people around you who genuinely support and love you um, is incredible. Like, um, yeah. Shout out to all all the people in the community as well. Like not just House of Woo, everybody. You're wonderful. I love you. Yeah. Um, I mean, the Newcastle scene is quite big. Mm. Um, so for those people sitting around the country, around the world, um, I want probably a little bit of background on Newcastle. Um, Newcastle queer scene, they had a gay nightclub, as people like to call them. Um, we lost that going into our third year, I believe now. Um, that's when I first started doing drag. Right. Um, I was very distant from the community here in Newcastle when I um, was coming out when I was growing up. Um, and then when I got into drag, I didn't I didn't have a drag mom. I didn't have any of that. I just started it all out of the whim. Mm. I had like 10 years of events background. So I was like, I've mm. got this. I just need to learn how to do all the other stuff, which I'm still learning. Mm. Um, go back to my first Instagram post. You'd be like, well, what were you doing, girl? <laughs> um, and then I personally have been like trying to build up the community. And we started with Blush, which was a crazy idea. Um, that Curtis and myself were like sitting in our apartment. We were like, what? Curtis is a very close friend of mine. He now lives in Sydney. So Mm -hmm. he's had to step back from that kind of stuff. And we started blush and we're like, we'll give it a go. If we get 60 people, we're broken even, we're happy. Mm -hmm. Um, That first event, we had like 300 people through the door. So we we knew that the community needed something here in Newcastle. People didn't know who Timberlina was. Mm -hmm. I was very like closed off for a year. No one knew who was underneath the mask, as we like to call it. Yes. Um, and then we've now got this amazing, huge community. As I said, there's like 30 yeah. performers from New- in Newcastle that have stepped on the stage. Some of them can continue through the drag career and some of them have not. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, if you ever want to come back into it, I'm happy to have you. Like, mm-hmm. I think it's amazing. And now I get complimented on how I've created a scene again in Newcastle yeah. that's more welcoming and people love coming to my events because I do not tolerate a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, 
there are a few, I know there's a few community members out there that have been like, why did I ever get kicked out of that plush? And I was like, no, why you got kicked out? You are welcome back, but like you got kicked out for a reason. Yeah. Um, I do not tolerate anything. Bullying is like a big no-no. Mm. And you rarely see that, I yeah. think, in our community these days. And I, I appreciate that so much. I remember the first blush that I came to, which I think was the the December 2018 one was the very first one that I came along to. And I remember you giving that spiel to the crowd sort of at the start of the night, sort of saying, yeah, if you if I see anyone, <laughs> you know, bullying anyone or being nasty, you're, you're out, you know, just leave. Um, right from the get-go, you made it clear that it was a safe space for people to to come and be themselves and enjoy themselves. Um, and I think, yeah, that's so important to have that. Um, yeah, and I guess I work with the venues now, like we're in a very, I want to say hetero <laughs> place where we do, <laughs> where we do blush now. It's called the Cambridge here in Newcastle. Mm. Um, it's a live music venue, which mm. is amazing. Never in my wildest dreams would I would have think that was going to be our new venue, but it yes. is amazing, the team there. Yeah are uh, amazing like mm -hmm. all their security guards know what to do how to do stuff um their staff are just so friendly and it's just like we walk into venues now in newcastle and i feel like if the organizers know that i'm the organizer mm -hmm. like in like the venue organizers know it's me i feel like they go and they know what they're doing because i'll go batshit crazy i feel yeah. <laughs> I love that we're just going like really off topic. I love that. It's all good. Um, but let's go back into like the trans talk, I guess, because yeah. I feel like people, it really confuses people yeah. a lot. I know all of my cis straight <laughs> girlfriends are yeah. still like very confused about it mm. and forever asking questions. So I feel like this is a really, we'll probably do another episode together yeah. where we do a full thing on gender, which Absolutely. I think would be amazing. Yes, let's do it. Yeah. So let's do like this one real quick. Yeah. Um, what are the top do's and don'ts regarding what's appropriate to ask a trans person? Mm, this is a good one. Um, yeah. I think off the top of my head, the main ones would be if you know what the person's birth name or their dead name was, don't ever use it like and if you don't know what that the birth name was don't ask like so many people just think that it's okay to ask somebody so what was your name before this sort of thing it's called a dead name <laughs> for a reason um, see where i would never i i'm shocked that people ask that. <laughs> but yeah so that's one thing yeah. um just if somebody has told you what their their chosen name is whatever else respect that i know that you might be curious you know i i understand you're sort of thinking oh what was their name before it's not relevant that's the main thing it's not relevant it's not who that person is um yeah and you finding out that information all that that does is then increase the chance of you dead naming them and misgendering them yeah. so yeah i wouldn't do that please please don't do that just be respectful, be nice. Um, and yeah, respecting people's pronouns, obviously. If And, and this is a thing too. Um, hopefully, as time goes on and more people are aware of this, just whoever that you meet and ask, I would say 
just make it a habit even when you're introducing yourself to say what your pronouns are, regardless of whether you're trans or cis, because then it normalises letting people know about your pronouns. And it doesn't, like, it doesn't make people feel awkward then. No, that's right. When they accidentally make a mistake, I guess, because they feel like a lot of my friends are like, I don't know what to say when I've made the mistake. Yeah. And just, I believe just correct, correct, correct yourself. I can't even talk, <laughs> correct yourself. And then usually you just move on. That's exactly. how I, is, is that how you would? Yes, 100%. Yeah. Don't make a big song and dance about it because that then it draws more attention to the fact that you fucked up. Um, and then it also makes it about you yeah. rather than the trans person. So if, if you misgender someone and, you know, let's just say the person's name is Bob and they're a trans man, the person is a trans man and you're like, oh, I, I met up with my friend Bob the other day. She, sorry, he, you know, got a new job recently. That's the right way to correct yourself, to just, just quickly say the correct pronoun move on yeah don't don't make that slip up and then go oh my god i'm so sorry i can't believe i did that like just no yeah <laughs> don't create a scene don't create a scene um it the trans person in your life will thank you for just calmly coasting over it and and correcting yourself calmly um what's one of the other big things i mean i have a question now yeah um because I know that I get asked this a lot. Mm -hmm. um, if someone, if you don't say, so my name is Timberlina, I am she, her. Mm -hmm. When I'm Tim, I am he, him. Yep. Um, but if I don't say that to them when I'm introducing myself, but they want to ask <laughs> the question of how mm -hmm. you um, prefer your pronouns, mm -hmm. what's a good way to ask that? pretty much how you just did you can sort of say oh hi i'm such and such um you know you can you can ask what are you just what are your pronouns how do you identify how do you want me to address you yep. you know uh, those are just nice simple respectful ways and that's again it's respectful it's not just like you're being an asshole yeah you actually don't want to fuck up at yeah the end of the day. i think that's the most important thing exactly yeah um what else do's and don'ts <laughs> about us so many as well. um definitely with regards to <laughs> medical procedures and things like that this is another big one that I'm you know, scared where this is going. there's the stereotype of you know a trans person being asked by someone so have you had the surgery you know th this is one that makes all trans people cringe it's, it's making me cringe now. Yeah. <laughs> There's two of us in this room. You know, because it, it's just, it's very invasive. Like it, you think about anybody, if somebody had had any kind of surgical procedure, if someone that you barely know asked you about it, you'd feel a bit like, why are you asking me? Like, I feel like that would be like someone coming up to me going, Cut or uncut. And this is a good analogy that I like to use. I just like, like a comparison. That's none of your freaking business. <laughs> Perfect example. Um, yeah. So yeah, if a if a cis man um, got asked that question just randomly by someone of, are you circumcised or not? Like that's that's a bit invasive. It's rude. You don't ask someone that question unless you know you know someone very well or you know that sort of thing. It's so the same principle applies. 
when it comes to trans people, it's sort of, you know, it's not okay to ask about anyone's genitals <laughs> unless you're their, their doctor and they've come to you specifically with a medical reason yeah. about their genitals. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I think I've even, you know, I've had some people, acquaintances um, who have kind of asked questions about operations and stuff in a very well-meaning way not realizing that they're kind of getting into that inappropriate territory yeah so it's like so i i will disclose i had top surgery last year um and everything's turned out great fabulous um so you know people in my my life have known about that and have asked me sort of oh how's everything healing up Th that question totally fine you know they're asking about how i'm going something that um is prior knowledge basically but when it then gets into slightly inappropriate territory is if they then ask again in a very well-meaning way so what's next on the agenda <laughs> you know what are you going to have done next this sort of thing it's like it it kind of implies that they think okay you haven't fully transitioned yet you're going to do x y and z you're going to do these things and then you know then you'll have fully transitioned. And again, the word fully in big quotation marks. Um, what does that even mean? Yeah, exactly. So, you know, I think what I'm trying to, <laughs> what I'm trying to articulate to people with this is that every trans person's experience, every trans person's transition is their own. Like it, there's no one size fits all for that. It's not sort of just one cookie cutter. That's that's what everybody does. Yeah. Um, I guess breaking it down into sort of three main parts, you've got sort of the social elements of transition, sort of letting people know about your name and your pronouns and, um, you know, wearing the clothes that you want to wear that make you feel good in, mm. in your identity. Those are sort of those social elements. You've got the legal elements of transition where, you know, sort of getting your birth certificate changed, you know, other documentation, all of those things. Yeah. Uh, and then you have medical elements of transition, which might be going on hormones. It might be having other gender affirming procedures done, uh, whether that's top surgery, lower surgery, uh, facial surgeries, whatever, like, um, and again, so there are those three main categories and some people might decide to do certain things from those categories and not other things. You know, it's sort of, everyone sort of has their own little assortment. Mm. Their own journey, I guess. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so I think the main thing for me, it would be, if you don't feel comfortable answering the question, don't ask it. Mm -hmm. That's a big one because a yes. lot of people don't like. I know a lot of my male friends would never be like if someone ran up to me in a nightclub and was like, "Cut or uncut?" Mm. I can't just run up to someone and be like, "Dick or vag?" Exactly. Like yeah. the, and that makes me feel so uncomfortable. I've even just said that out loud. I know, <laughs> but, but look, this is a safe safe space where we're learning about stuff. But yeah, it's it's essentially the same principle, and yeah, I think that's a good. Um, way to kind of summarize it is to say if if you wouldn't be comfortable answering a question about your genitals 
and you're a cisgender person, chances are a trans person isn't going to feel comfortable either. And it's like, it's not really any of your business. Or just a person's not going to feel comfortable. Yeah, that's right. It's sort of, unless you're the person's medical professional who, who deals with their sexual health, unless you're a very close friend who, you know, that person does talk about those things with, yeah. unless you're sleeping with that person, it's none of your business. Yeah. Easy. Full and style. it's it's all just about respect. Like, just, yeah. just be respectful, be nice. <laughs> Exactly. Be nice. Yeah. Well, kick you out. That's right. Wherever you are. <laughs> class is bullying my ass. Um, is there any other do's and don'ts? There probably are. Probably and I'm trying to, yeah, uh, those are definitely some of the big ones. Um, yeah. I think the pronoun one is like a big one for mm. everybody these days. And it's becoming really big because I know um, Acon actually does training now in workplaces. Yeah. So if you... Mm. Uh, in a workplace where you feel like people need training on it, yeah. um, just let them know that Acon Hunter reach out to them, and the team there will yes. definitely help you out and get the training that everyone needs in a workplace. And I believe a lot of big organisations actually are changing the way mm. that they do their um, HR training as well, which yeah. is really good. It's really fantastic. Um, it's so nice to see those those changes coming about um, because I think that's a huge thing that um, causes a lot of anxiety and worry for trans people is the whole coming out process at work, you yeah. know, especially, um, you know, if a person has been in that job for many years pre-transition and then they think, oh gosh, how, how are people going to react? You know, are people going to, you know, accept me? Are people going to be weird about it? Like, oh, you know. Yeah. Yeah, and and that's also understandable as yeah. well. But like, if there's education behind it, mm -hmm. I think it's key to everything. Absolutely, that's another big thing why I do this podcast is so that people can ask questions and we can yeah. answer them in a safe place. So like, you will always stay anonymous when you're sending questions. We, um, I really actually don't care who you are asking the questions. Mm -hmm. Um, just don't ask me to follow you because I probably won't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. I think that's like a lot of the questions that I had for you. Is there anything else that you want to share with everybody or say or? I'm not sure. I can't think on the top of my head or off the top of my head even. <laughs> same, <laughs> same. Same, same. Um, if you want to check out my drag and what I do or, or contact me, if you, you know, if you want to reach out about stuff, if, if you want to do that, uh, you can find me on Instagram at orlando.gloom.drag. Um, so that's where I'm most active with stuff. I, one of these days I will have to actually create a proper Facebook page for my drag stuff. Uh, I'll get there. <laughs> Baby steps. Baby, Baby steps. steps, that's right. Um, and all your stuff will be linked below anyway. Yeah. In the, whatever you call that stuff down there. I yeah. you call that. <laughs> writing that i have to include in the podcast <laughs> the description box is that what they yeah, say yeah, I think yes. that's what it is. yeah um yeah i don't know but um thank you very much for having me on on the podcast i've really enjoyed it and look forward to coming on again in the future if, if there are more questions to be answered i feel like there's gonna be so many questions from this episode which is really great that's what yeah. we love yes. um, that's how we learn that's how we educate but thank mm. you so much for joining me on yes queen 
Um, and I can't wait to have more discussions on this podcast with you. Me too. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks. Thank you for listening to Yas Queen. If you enjoyed this podcast, please like, subscribe, and tell your friends and family. If you have any questions about anything and everything, follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Yas Queen Podcast and send them through. Once a month, we'll compile all the questions and have them answered by queers and allies from around the country. Until next time, my name is Timberlina, top shelf talent. Pour yourself double. Peace out. Love you all.